Hi, you guys. How are you doing? I'm sorry we're half an hour late because we had a whole impossible series of technical issues, which apparently are fine now, acting like there was no problem. Um, so we'll go about 15 minutes extra to give a little bit more time because we've got an important show, as always. This time, we, our friend Dr. Michael Christian is with us from Melbourne area in Australia, and I really wanted to get his input on two areas. One is his his feeling of what's happening down there uh, in general, in society and locally. And the other thing is that he had mentioned that people who had been uh, damaged by injection, that he was having some incredible results of uh, helping them heal, which is extremely valuable. There could be up to millions of people needing to know about that. And um, Dr. Christian has a vision clinic, but it's really much more than that. And it turns out that, as uh, we always say, everything's connected to everything else. And there's no isolated parts of the body that aren't affected by and affecting every other part at the same time, as well as all kinds of non-physical levels. So by going into the deeper levels of the vision work that he does, all kinds of amazing discoveries and applications come up, and we're going to get to hear a little bit about that. So welcome, Dr. Christian, and thank you for being patient through all the technical issues. Finally, it looks like they're working now. Thanks. Thanks, Richard. And it's just Michael. It's fine. You know, it's just the informality is much easier. Um, look, it's what an amazing time for all of us. You know, the group psyche in the world yeah. is really... Uh, ebbing and flowing it's very tumultuous um, I notice that particularly here in the state of Victoria Australia and and for me I've been relatively fortunate compared to most people I haven't been stuck in one spot you know a lot of people have been imposed with five kilometer radius which is only about three three miles you know from their homes and right not being allowed to go out for more than an hour or so and then Next thing you know, you, you're given a little bit more of a radius. It's been very disturbing because um, I'm a frontliner. Um, ostensibly, I'm an optometrist, and that is, that is obviously my um, part of my education, but I'm also an integrated medicine doctor, and, and I did that through Hawaii, through Quantum University. Um, the commentary that I'd like to say is this, is that we have been in 18, almost two years, 18 months to two years, in a roller coaster process, and we're still in it. And uh, lots of things have been happening to many people. And what I'd like to talk about first and foremost is the aspect that people have become very dispossessed of themselves the number of people that I'm dealing with where there's such great trauma, whether it's family breakup, whether it's whether there's suicide in the family, whether there's um, their jobs have been stopped or their businesses have folded up. And, you know, this is this has been really, really alarming. And for me, because I live in a relatively beautiful place, I have work permits to be able to go here and there because I'm an essential worker. And so consequently, um, I have my respite compared to a lot of people. I can walk out there and go for a walk on the beach. Wow. People, they are stuck in an apartment and they can't get anywhere. So yeah. my heart goes out to all those people because, you know, this is not life. And, you know, whether it's COVID or no COVID, and we all have our, our understandings and appreciations about it, but it's for us to transcend all of this. Um, Melbourne, the most livable city, as it's been awarded over many years, is now, um, come this Monday, is the most lockdown city in the world. It's, it's incredible. Right. And some of the scenes that we've seen on the streets, you just you wouldn't want your children to see any of this. That's, that's how it's been. Right. We've never seen such scenes. Um, it's, so, it's so disturbing. I'll say it that way. And I say yeah. that with my heart because, you know, if we don't have heart, where do we start? You know, it's all very well being taught to use yeah. this, the doing brain, the cognition. 
But what about our being, our gut feeling? And what well, about you, our heart? You understand why so many people cut that off because it's uncomfortable. You know, and if you keep that empathy and sensitivity, which you really need to do if you're interested in being conscious, then you've got this sensation of stress and pain all around you for the people around. I mean, I can see it just looking at your at your face in the screen that last time I talked to you was before this was really getting going and it was yeah. a lot more serene and now I can feel through you what you're feeling around through all the other people there. And, you know, we've chosen not to become walled off, to still be able to feel everything. And if you choose that, it doesn't feel good, you know, because we're all so connected. We are also connected, Richard. You know, we're 8 billion of our souls on this planet. And you can, you know, from one day unto the next, it can be an amazing day or wow, I've really got to keep myself together so yeah. that I can deal with the issues that are, are required to be done. Yeah. And it's new ground for all of us, yes. to be honest. You might well, it's, be, it's unprecedented in world history. It is unprecedented. But the amazing thing is, and this is the amazing thing, and I've mentioned this before um, in, in the club you know, the Watiko virus, which was written about by Paul Levi, basically is North American, um, indigenous North American commentary. It is a psycho-spiritual mind virus. Yeah. And this is making precedence what we, what's being called COVID today. Now, there's so much information and there's a huge amount of disinformation. So it's creating a great confusion. But in that great confusion... This psycho-spiritual mind virus, for want of a better way of saying it, is cannibalizing the heart, the minds of people. Right. And they don't even know it because they're blindsided by it. They can't see. They're looking through the lens or prism of that, and so everything appears to be normal. Right. And the curious thing is, is that everybody wants to go back to normal. We can't go back. We can only move forward. Going back is retro. Going forward is what is required and in the now. And so saying that, as I'm saying it, it's interesting because I'm dealing with problems day in, day out as such. And if we stay with the problems, we start resonating with those problems and our energy becomes pulled down. And it really requires a certainty of being. And that is the focus of who we really are to Acknowledge what that is, come in, be on the level of whoever the person or people are. And I'm going to tell you something absolutely fabulous, which has just recently happened. And you know this person, Karen. You've actually spoken with her. Right. She's a friend of mine. Right. Um, she's, she's a great singer as well as a, uh, a lawyer. And so she's very astute. She's very aware. She's very caring. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, is that, Taking that energy, most people look at it and fear. Now, fear is false evidence appearing real. Now, there are terrible things happening. But if we can take that information and then spin it the other way, we transmute it and transmute that energy. And that is not by doing things. Everybody thinks they've got to do something. Yeah. Yes, we do. But also, where does it come from? <laughs> it comes from our being. Yeah, How that's, many people are hu human beings these days? They're human doings, by and large. Like I ask, <laughs> who are you? Oh, this is my job. I do this. Yeah, yeah. that's lovely. I'm pleased you do this. This is how much who I weigh. You? This is how tall I am. And my That's right. All this stuff. And we have all these quantities, and we think, right, we tick that off, tick that off, boxes done, and, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. But, no, but who are you as a person? Can we talk? You see... You know, I, I may have an intellectual background of one sort or another, but that doesn't matter to me because it's the people who I talk and walk the talk and talk the walk with. And great friends of mine, they're all backgrounds from window cleaners to that. I don't care. Right. I care what's in here. And yeah. when we see that, we uphold each other in the best way possible. And so what I talk about is the confrontation quantum confrontation of, that is of, of yourself 
of myself and others. Okay. Quantum confrontation is a term that I've come up with, which says, what is the problem and how do we spin it around to become a possibility? Right. Or what is the burden? Or how do we turn that to be a blessing? Because mm -hmm. when we do, honestly, we're going to see this through. And, and even though I come up with sayings and I play with words a lot, but when we're all being, we're all seen. We're present. Because in the quantum world, in other words, the conscious world of who we are, we're aware. But what's been happening over centuries, we've been numbed and dumbed in so many different ways. Yeah. Now, some of it hasn't been purposeful, but some of it has, let's say it that way. Right. But in all of that, it's an awakening for each and every one of us. A lot of people say, oh, wake up. Yeah, that's all very well. But we need to wake up, we need to grow up, and we need to show up. While so many people are doing the other, they're waking off, falling asleep, growing off, being parasitic, and showing off. What's that? It's a moment of spike, yeah, I'm the great guy, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Because yeah. the next one comes along, they'll knock that one over. So in the being, in showing up, we are being very present with each other. But in the showing off, this is being, this is a pretense, not a presence. Yeah. And so when I work with people and I talk with people, I want the talk to become talk, the T-O-R-Q-E. That is the thought to talk to action to traction. And the only way that can be, and I said earlier on before, we're so caught up with doing this and doing that, there's nothing wrong with doing. Doing is coherent if it's coherent with being. If your being is coherent with your doing, you're in a state of flow. So, if so the words and the actions are like carrier waves, right? For, whatever, for whatever is in the, the ex experiential consciousness. Absolutely. Who you experience yourself to be, that comes out in Correct. what you do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and we grow with that too because... We have, to, we have to trust, you know, because if we don't trust, this might sound funny, we bust. You know, I wrote a poem in 2016, trust we must, otherwise we bust. If you only knew how few will see this through. For the care to bear for most isn't there, because the claim to fame is the name of the game. Oh, the fool that wants to rule, but they that are the true receive their vision anew. What's there to prove? Just be and do. And as gentle as a dove, love will come from above, grace will come into your space. This is always the case. This is not written to tease, but rather to bring us to perfect ease. Peace and dynamic is wish for all. The joy for life. That's our perfect call. And what's going on today? And you're asking what's happening down under? There ain't many happy people. And why are they not happy? Because they're locked down. But they've been locked down for a long time in their thinking. But now the physical attribute of it, as what I was saying about the mind virus, the Watiko virus, as it's called, that in its potentiality has now manifested itself in physicality. So the people, physical is the, is the reflection of the internal. Absolutely. Now, look, I'd, the best way of saying this is, is in observation. I'm not saying I've got all the answers. No one does. We share we share our experiences with each other. But if we are truly honest and open with each other in the coherent way, we know we're on the level. We know we're talking with each other, not yeah. at each other. Right. Our system of governance isn't working. You know, we talk about bicameral systems like we're from the UK, which got introduced to Australia, and you have your, your, your governance in the United States. You know, you have... The Republicans and you have the Democrats and you know, but everyone's at each other all the time. And everyone's I'm right, you're wrong. It doesn't work anymore. And so cause what does it cause? It causes a duality, it causes a split. And and I we observe what's going on in the US, we observe what's going on in the UK, obviously our own aspect of things. But until we bring a complementarity of unity, and that is Yes, listen with each other, to each other, for each other. As you say, of the people, by the people, for the people. Nothing's going to change. 
You also said something really interesting and important, I think, which is, it's all important, but, but I noticed in particular that you said you agree the external so-called real-world events reflect the physical. I mean, reflect the internal, I'm sorry. Correct. And, and so, if that's true, which I think it is, and we've seen it a lot, and what's happening in your country and all over to some extent is a reflection of something internal. That means, I think, if I'm reading the implication correctly, that changing the internal would, ch- would be the way to change the external. Indeed it is. And this is my second book, which I haven't published yet. It's called From Seeing to Being, Qualitivity, the Focus of Consciousness. We have developed institutions and all different types of groups that look very much in the doing world. Now, that's, that's valid. But we need very much to be because the being gives us purpose. It gives us a quality. Now, qualities aren't numbers. You know, you can't put a number to joy, to gentleness, to goodness, to meekness, to love, to faith, to forbearance, etc. The numbers we need, but we need also quality. So I talk about this mnemonic I call quality, quantity, quantum. Quantumness is the consciousness. It's very simple, but in that simplicity, where that simplicity meets the complexity, there's a revelation. It's an aha. As I breathe in, and that's the spirit. Spiritus is the Latin word for breath. What does that mean? We breathe. Breath isn't just breath. That's on the physical level, but it's complementary or it's juxtaposition, in apposition, not opposition. And this is what we've got. We've got things in opposition. That's why we have so much sickness now. It's blowing out of all proportion in so many different ways. And you've been interviewing so many people who are experts in this, that and the other. Dr. Cousins, you know, Sherry Tenpenny and many, many others. And how do they know? Because they've dedicated their lives. And why? Because their heart is in this. Because they're expressing who they're being. They have a passion. And until we have that passion, we lose it. Because we're knocking out our our essence. And esse is the being. That's if we look at essere in the Latin, is being. The words which we have are so powerful. Now, numbers are important. But if we can start to create a situation where numbers and qualities can start to work with each other, that's when things change. One of, the, one, of the, one of the blocks to that that people arbitrarily put on themselves is it really looks on the physical level like it's the other guy doing it or the situation that I'm helpless to change. And that makes it look like we have no power to change those parts of our own projection by just changing internally, it looks like just an escapist belief system where instead of a powerful physical, physically changing, you know, access point that we have inside. Correct. And so what I'm seeing is, is that when people, for example, come in for an eye test, Mm -hmm. they want to be able to see how far down the chart and how, how high up on the, on the reading card they can see, that's just the beginning. That's just the guide. Because I say, well, what do you want to see? And they may look at me sometimes. I said, look, vision is your personal perception. It is your appreciation. I'm not saying yours is wrong or right. That's what you are used to at the moment. Would you like to see things change, literally and metaphorically? Of course you want to see clearer. That's what you're here for. But what else do you want to see? And once I start an in a conversation with them and sometimes people are blocked initially because they don't want to say anything because they feel it's too personal and I appreciate that we have to appreciate each other mm-hmm. but once the conversation comes and there's more ease and more presence of being because we start interacting with each other then people start opening up oh I'm so upset about this or that or the other and then that's when the conversation starts and with the various lenses and prisms that I'm using, and then having been given the fort- being fortunate to create a whole new field of what I call quantum photosomatics, which means conscious light body interaction through various movements, through the hands, through the body, through 
all different types of um, mechanical processes. And once we can start matching vision, mind, and body together, the whole system starts to shift. It connects up. The responsibility of the person becomes their ability to be able to respond. Not a heavy, it's your responsibility, but rather, I'm able to respond because they sense the possibilities because we're not pushing and forcing or shoving or making a person do something. And this is what's interesting in today's atmosphere. So many things are pushed and shoved. If our leaders were to only see the simplicity of Newton's third law, for every action there will be an equal and opposite reaction. It's it's universal. So what's going on here, what's going on in your country and globally, now the pushback is coming. And there's huge things happening. But what I wanted to mention earlier on before, um, Karen, she has a program, well, we, we meet on Thursday evenings, it's called The House That Breathes. And there's various people up and down the country and we all meet up on, on, on one of the social media. And the amazing thing is, you know, there are those who are vaxxed, there are those who are non-vaxxed, but we don't fight, we presence each other. And the other night, and this was really, really magnificent, the other night I'd spoken with Karen in the morning about, look, why don't we do an, inter- why don't we do an interaction with each other over the net? Um, I'll do some various movements, vertical, horizontal, axial, but combine that with the breath and then combine that with what's going on in relationship to what movement feels more flow mm-hmm. in as you're breathing. And even though, and I introduced it, I want you to think about things that are affecting you, that are upsetting you. And you might think, gee, I don't want that. Well, we start with that, and this is what I'm talking about. It's the confrontation. It's the transmuting. I'm not using any lenses. I'm not using any prisms. I'm using, or not using, but facilitating people to use the qualities of their own person, who they are, what they do, to start to flow. Because what is the flow? It means that the structure and and the, the motion are phase coherent, meaning Nothing is fighting the other. There's no friction. There's no, there's no obstruction. There is just movement and quality. Now, there are six of us online. I can say this to you. Within 15 seconds, all of a sudden, there was this most amazing stillness that you could hardly even describe in words. We were so present with each other. Of course, I was saying all different things in that, but very quietly, not trying to disturb the presence, but rather to support the presence. And after about 10 minutes, and we just looked at each other, we had been transformed into a different realm. And, and it even blew me away for a wonderful bit of way of saying it. So are you going to start doing this every time, every meeting now? Yeah, we do this much more so now. And you, and can, have, you can have people join you from anywhere in the world, right? Absolutely. Internet it. So what, what time does this happen and what day? Well, this happens usually on a Thursday at 7.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time. We've just gone into daylight saving today, but that's okay. You can just look it up on your iPad all the times, what have you. And so whether it be in the morning or in the evening um, or, or morning in the UK or in Europe or um, in between that in the US, <clears throat> we can so, do that. So, and it's called, so you, you said look, Thursday... p.m. 7.30 p.m. Which will be a Wednesday in the U.S. It will be a Thursday in Europe. Okay, it's Thursday, 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m. Melbourne time. Melbourne time, that is correct. And so the comment that I'd like to say, and it's called The House That Breathes, just look it up on the internet. Right. You'll find Karen Karen Knowles. I'm sure she wouldn't mind the plug. Okay, And... What I'm saying with that is, is that here we were all located in different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter that that was the case. We were all connected, as you were saying from the, from the outset of this interview, Richard. Yeah. We're all one. And That's we're right. Starting to learn, we're starting to learn to be that. So 
even though all these things are happening and things that upset us and things, but we're still moving forward. Right. And it's quite amazing what's going on. Even I got something from Karen this morning. It's just blown me away. I won't go much into it, but um, basically, um, I'll just look it up just here quickly. So it'll give you an idea of how big this is. On the 19th of the 9th, the Federal Appeals Appeals Tribunal has ruled that the health authorities' activities relating to COVID quarantine masks, etc., are whatever you want to think. They're awaiting the documents concerned. And so, you know, things are starting to change. Let's say it that way. People are starting to see. Now, it's not any of us being against each other. This is wasting time. Right. But it is for us to transmute that energy. Is what you say, Richard. It's people, we've got to love them truly. In other words, even though they oppose themselves, how do we communicate with them ultimately? Now, I know there are various people who want to do things like rhinophobic and they're doing amazing legal work and it's great because they're seeing things, they're putting things together. But, you know, if we're going to kill everyone who's... That doesn't help anything, does it? It's another one of those mysteries. It's similar to the illusion that you don't affect anybody because they're on the outside. And the other illusion is that by fighting, you can win. Yeah. But we are now in an age that now we can start to, people might say this is evolution. I call it emergence because it's like a discontinuous leap. Because it's like what I say, when I start working with people, I look at them, I don't judge them, I observe them. Then they have different opinions to me. That's fine. People come into the practice. Are you pro or anti? I said I transcend that. I don't care. I care about you as the person. Who are you as the person? Then we bypass all of this stuff and then we get on with it. And that we, must be kind of surprising to most people, right? They're ready. To, they want, they, they're expecting a good argument. They're expecting you're not. And, you know, I have an official exemption of not to wear a mask. And I was in the local store just the other night. Uh-huh. And um, this guy says, where's your mask? I said, I'm officially exempted. I'm this. Oh, an expletion deleted. I said, no. He said, how dare you come <laughs> into this town? I said, I live in this town. And then he started more invective. I said, thank you very much. Have a lovely evening. Oh, you whatever. I said, good night. And I thought, you know, this is what we have to do. And uh, look, this is, this is Michael Christian speaking. Yeah. You know, and I always say you've got to have a height of a rhinoceros, a sensitivity of a butterfly. And then someone <laughs> said to me, <laughs> someone said it's to interesting me, to try to Michael, picture that animal, you know, Michael, you've got, you've got a heart of a lion. And I said, Oh, thank you. But that's what you've got to have. You've got your heart's got to be in it Yeah. because you're winning it for not just yourself, but for others. And what's sovereignty in this way? You as the individual uphold the community and the community upholds you. Globally, we're not at that level yet. Yeah, I want to see us get to that level, you know, so that we can, if we encounter one of these police that wants to kill you, and especially if you're a weak person or, you know, an old person or a child or something and really violent and getting enjoyment out of that, I I want us to get to the level where we walk up and the policeman melts. Mm. And that is possible. I know if it. If you see it. But we and have to demonstrate. We have to get to where we can demonstrate it. And as the scripture says, faith unwavering. Yes. Now, you know, there's a, a man in this country. His name is Max Egan, and he's a social commentator. He's a bit of a Mahatma Gandhi of the Australian caliber and saying things. He yeah. gets carried away. And look, he's got great information, but, you know, he goes off a bit too, as we can all. I'm not judging. But his heart's he's passionate for the people. But he has a statement which is very powerful. Can you stand in the face of infinity without flinching and have no stake in the outcome? I think you have to be pretty strongly centered in reality to do that. Correct. But what I'm saying with that, and even we can see in the book of Daniel, 
Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego. They would not bow before the image of Nebuchadnezzar's statue. And their commentary was, well, if I perish, so be it. But if we're saved, so be it. Right. That's pretty powerful. Now, everyone is at different levels. We can't judge. But what we need to do, show kindness, show compassion, show feeling. And what's happening is a lot of people are fearful. And until yeah. we facilitate that shift, and, and this is what I'm so delighted to say, is that people who come in to the practice, um, I don't say, look, I treat this, or I treat that. No, I facilitate them so that the qualities of their being and doing start to merge with, with each other. Right. And once that starts happening, they transform. And here it comes. You know, where simplicity meets complexity, and upon, aha, upon revelation, it all unfolds into intricate simplicity. What's that? That's elegance. It unfolds. They're part of it. They're seeing it. They're being it. They're doing it. It's all one. It's not mismatched. Right. It's connected. It's full. And this can be done whether we're having an interview overseas or whether we're face-to-face. -face. Right. And if we do this in the right way, where the heart's in it, we'll all win it. Now, I'm playing with words, but, you know. Well, but their words are important, and, and you, mentioned, you mentioned faith in the story about moving mountains, you know, saying that, yeah, faith is kind of strong because the average force can't move mountains from one place to another. Mm -hmm. And there's a message in that. And I mm -hmm. think understanding it intellectually or in belief is one level, but demonstrating it is another. And, and that's when you can say, you know what faith is when you see the mountain move. And in this case, it's just changing the heart of the perpetrators of these atrocities and because they're underneath the programming my feeling is they're, they're exactly like we are, pure spirit. And so, if we get to know what faith is, which is not what you say about it, it's what you can show, then we walk up to them, or even at a distance, and they change. And at that point, the world is going to transform. Correct, because faith without works is dead. In other words, it isn't present. And what I found very interesting with Albert Einstein, you know, he would say, imagination is everything. And he, he was a mystic, that guy. And he had yeah. the ability to look at things in such a manner. Because if you can't see it in your heart, yeah. it ain't going to happen. And with these people, with any of us, none of us know until we know. And it is by grace. In other words, it's given to us. That's right. You know, it, it's, it's so curious. You know, people go on about oh, the number 666. It's very fascinating. Because it says in the book of Revelation, let him who is wise calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of man. Right. And it is 603 score and 6, King James Bible. Yeah. But what most people forget is, is that all the words, whether in the Hebrew or in the, in, the, in the Greek, these words have geometria, every letter, you know, alpha, beta, gamma, or aleph, beth, gimel, and on it goes, have the numbering to that. And there is only one word, which is fascinating, in the New Testament that adds up to 666. And it may seem a very innocuous word, and it's called paradosis. Paradosis. And translated into English, tradition. Mm. I think, well, gee, tradition, that's nothing. But when it, it brought to mind immediately, by your traditions, my word is of no effect. Oh, that hits. But what I wanted to look at this, because I look at the etymology of words and how they're composed, and, sure. and it's, it's an interest for me. But if there's a paradosis, then there has to be a dosis. Now, if there's a dosis, what does dosis on the lowest common denominator? Dose. But the highest, what I call uncommon denominator, but high level of energetic, a giving and it's a gerund. It's continuous tense. Giving of what? The perfect. It's the word of God, not the words of God. But if it's the word of God, it's all one. In other words, every word inflects with the other. It's a perfect harmony. So it's a, a para giving, a para presence. 
That's what I'm saying. It's subtle. But once we are certain, when the giving is continuous and it is being given, we tap into that being, we tap into that presence, we tap into that dynamic of being. That's the well of being. It's huge, Richard. Yeah. And we can't take it all in at once. It's too much because we're in this we're in this entropic space-time continuum. Everything's breaking down. But we're, if we're truly looking after the vessel in which we're in, even though, yes, that's going to wear out for each and every one of us, we know that. But in the meantime, if we use it with, if we use it with respect, the giving will come. But not only that, but the spirit, which is the breath, the true, the true consciousness of who we really are, starts to transpose itself and bring itself to a, another appreciation or a continuous appreciation. But as we're doing this, as we're doing this, it's not just me, it's you, it's everyone else in it. It's not exclusive, it's inclusive. It brings everybody together. Now, look, this might all seem very philosophical and the like to some of the viewers, but what I notice in the work that I do is the higher up in consciousness we go, the simpler it becomes. And unfortunately, a lot of people say it's simple, stupid. No, it's not stupid at all. It's totally awesome because yeah. all of a sudden things get switched on. They get activated. Well, and any time you get deeper understanding of complexity, you're able to express it in simplicity, right? That's right. And even Einstein said, if you can't explain it, you don't know what you're talking about in simplicity. You know, and, and he's one of many. Many people say there's some great sayings from many people. But... We need to, and another great saying of his is that if you keep on trying to make things change and do the same things, that's insanity. We have to transcend our ways of doing. And the ways of doing, it's not to say they didn't work at that given time, but we don't drive around in Model T Fords anymore. Our ways of doing and driving different cars now, which have got all different types of things, Right. It's, it's, it's easier, but we had to have the passion. We had to have the insight in, from our being to do those things. But we now have got so caught up in the material base of things, and material things are important. We need to sit on chairs and couches and be able to eat meals, and that's the physicality. But it's beyond that. It's that energetic, that field, that morphogenetic field, that biofield, that quantum field that field of infinite possibility with directive. And once we tap into that, things are shown to us. They're given. They're given. Flowing. Flowing. Now, I know this might seem strange to a lot of people, but, you know, there are times where I have patients coming and I say to them, look, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. And they look at me and say, don't you know what you're doing? Yeah, I've got 28 years of experience of through experience but what i'm saying is is listen be in the moment be in the now right and if we're more in the now things change because you know in the moment in the twinkling of an eye and the moment in 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 greek is atomos and atomos is the where we get the word atom we've made it material but atomos is really a fractal of light, of time. It's what's within it, infinite possibility. Now, if we start thinking, not just physical, but what else is possible energetically, that's when things will start to flow. That's when things will start to become more connected and unified. And that's what I'm seeing with, with clients, come patients when they come in. And that leads to the situation of where... Um, I'm seeing people who have had one, uh, one injection or they've had two injections and, um, or they're not well. They're not so well. what are you able to do for those people? Okay, so, of course, they come in. They're coming in for their examination. But as I say, eyes are just the beginning. Right. So we have the physical body, but we are... We are also electromagnetic, and there's a 1.4 volt potential difference between 
uh, inside each cell and outside, and we've got 50 trillion of them. So if we're fully charged up correctly, all of us are 70 trillion volt batteries. That's if we're really healthy in that sense. Okay. So what I'm doing is that the curious aspect in this work is we can focus the physical attributes of the eyes and how that all affects that all affects the visual processes through right. the brain, etc. But then it goes to, okay, vision, mind, and body. Where do we go? How does it affect posture? How does it affect balance? How does it affect movement? How does it affect sense of well-being? How does it affect every part of the body, physical and non-physical? So if we have that field within and around us, now, it's absolutely fascinating, you know, there's, and I think I've mentioned this before in the past, but we have a biophotonic array in our body. In other words, if we're beings of light, light, which is particle, as its cornerstone, come wave, it's energetic. And the superposition of that is mass and field. Mass becomes, <clears throat> excuse me, mass is the, is the anatomy in that sense, and its dynamic is the physiology. And that can be in the microscopic form of biochemistry and electronic, uh, uh, electromagnetic radiation, etc., of the light. Now, there's a very famous um, German physicist. His name is uh, Fritz Albert Popp, and he has, he has an um, institute, Das Biophysikalische Anstalt in Neuss, in Germany, the Biophysics Institute, and over 40, 50 years, he has worked on life light, what he calls biophotonen or biophotons. Right. And these biophotons, we think, well, how do they travel? The life and the microtubulin structure, which are the little, little, they're like uh, spirals. Think of DNA as a spiral, but these are the skeletons of every cell. And those, they're, they're, like a bio, they're like an organic superhighway, fiber optic, throughout our whole body. Now, if that light is in phase, it's in phase with what? That, that so-called non-seeing. We can't see that. But if that's in phase, then all these other biochemical reactions that will be coming on, like the tricarboxylic acid cycle for... ATP or energy formation in the body, all these different things are more in sync with each other. So it might be worth doing a second episode if you feel like it, because um, we're just about where we have to cut off and get ready for the club meeting. But sure, sure. Um, the, the question that more and more people are coming up with and they're asking me and everybody else um, once the in genetic instructions for the production of proteins have been corrupted, can that be brought back to normal and, and undone, re refreshed, you might say? Yes, I believe so. Let me That's just give a very, very quick story. Yeah. Um, look, I remember, okay, let's say this again. One person who, one of the persons who I've, given eye examination to, she'd had one shot, and her pulmonary, her breath was really compromised. Right. Now, who knows what happened there, whether it's spike proteins, you, I, I can't tell. But going through the motions of lens and prism insertion, not just for physical attributes, but affecting posture and movement, all of a sudden breath started to come. And honestly... She could, she could walk at least four kilometers every day. She could barely walk a quarter, half a kilometer. And she walked out fine. And she even went to go and see a chiropractor, and she said, I'm fine. I can't believe this. This has all changed. Wow. Now, what, this is a fascinating statement. Einstein said this over 100 years ago. The sole governing agency is the field that affects the atom. Relativity. Now, I've been given the privilege, a hundred years later, so to speak, if we can focus the field, we can focus the body. And the body is not just macro, it's micro, it's all one, as you right. said. Right. So maybe we... It's absolutely amazing. Get into that in some more detail. I, 
I wish we could keep going, but we, we had some issues yeah, today. Right, but you, so that was, that was it was a great introduction. So you want to come back? Yeah, I'd love to. That would be okay. great. See what your schedule is like for next week. Okay. And we'll, we'll have a look. All right. Thanks, Richard. It's we'll see you in a little while. Yeah, thanks for being here. Talk thanks to so you. much. Talk to you soon. Okay. Okay, you guys, we got to go because we have to get ready for Planetary Healing Club, which is the group where we actually work on these things. And anybody interested in that, go to planetaryhealingclub.com. You'll see the access point. This is pretty serious work, but not with a heavy attitude. There has to be light at the base of it, which is where we're going. And there's a lot more to talk about with Dr. Christian. Um, So I hope we can have him back next week, maybe with... uh, without the technical problems. And the message there, you know, he's in the midst of one of the most intense places in the world right now, and the attitude is still staying positive. So I think he's right about that. Not just, it's not unrealistic, it's necessary, because your energy has to be in good shape in order to take care of yourself in a situation like this. And after that, to help influence others in a recovering direction. So we have a lot to work on, and and really it needs to be done in a short time based on what's going on. So take care of yourself. You're really important. Um, Don't let self-care slide because things are difficult. That's when you need it most. And uh, realize that you're critically important to the recovery of life on our planet. There's a lot, lot more to say on that, and we'll get into it next time. So take care of yourself. Remember, uh, Planetary Healing Club meeting in about 10 minutes. And the Sunday guest show is, has been great lately. And um, encourage you to tune into that. Go to lostartsradio.com to find out where we'll st- we're still allowed to broadcast, where it's not censored. And uh, share the links and support us financially if you want to help us stay on the air at lostartsradio.com. Um, there's a donate button there that's really easy to use. If you can afford it, if you're struggling for survival, please don't do that. Just share the links. But if you have funds that are discretionary and you feel like what we're doing is useful, uh, the money is really helpful. Um, Otherwise, uh, just let people know about the show. Help us get past the censorship. And if you want to make suggestions or comments or feedback or anything, please feel free to do that. On the site, there's a contact form or Richard at lostartsradio.com. That's, that's really for my consulting work, but um, any kind of feedback through that is always welcome. And we consider you as the hope for the future of the world. I really do. I mean, that's not just a slogan. It's the truth. We all need, Our work now is to uncover that in the time that we have available and become conscious again. Everything follows from that. So have a good weekend. Thanks for being with us and for the patience with the technical stuff. And uh, remember the show tomorrow night. We'll see you soon. Take care. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our Subscribestar levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. 
You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channels, at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. (laughs) 